Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here with my great friend, my very tall, very handsome, very talented, very successful friend, Mr. Tony Grebmeyer of Ship Offers and Be Fulfilled, the Be Fulfilled podcast. How are you, sir? I'm great. I am great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Tony, you've heard him before on the show. You've heard him every episode for the past 100 episodes because he was the voice of the intro. Besides that, he uh, is the founder of a 20-year-old fulfillment company, Ship Offers, one of the leading fulfillment companies in the country, and runs the Be Fulfilled podcast and has the Be Fulfilled journal, which is an amazing journal. Tony, thank you for being on. Hey, I'm honored. I think this is exciting. You get rid of me, so you have me on to kind of say, all right, I want you as a guest, not as the voice. So it's like a nice transition call. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell me today about what you're going to do with me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so Tony um, had 20 years at Ship Offers. We're going to get into a little the keys to the success of Ship Offers. But one of the keys is the journal, the Be Fulfilled journal. How, you know, how do you journal every day? I'm pretty good about journaling. I wouldn't say I'm like, I do it every day. Um, but journaling is definitely an important component. And I like to tell people, I'm like, you don't have to sit with a physical piece of paper and journal. I, I journal by getting my thoughts out of my head. I use memos on my phone. I talk about what, what I'm going through or experiencing. I use the notes feature and, and jog stuff down. I write stuff on my desk. I record podcasts. I think journaling is also getting things out of your mind so you can hear them or see them differently than maybe they're playing like on repeat in your head. Yeah, for sure. For sure, because things loop in your head, right? Um, and how important is it? I mean, it, it seems like it's one of these self-improvement things, and I think self-improvement, you know, self-development is critical to success. Uh, but, you know, when, in business, people think, well, do I need this for my business? Do I need this for my marketing? Would, does journaling help your business and your marketing? Oh, I totally, I think there's a couple things, right? Like, once again, if I can get it out of my head, I can see it on paper. If I can see it on paper, then I can get clarity around what needs to be adjusted. Whatever you focus on grows. Really, really easy philosophy. So if I spend my time saying, hey, how do I get better as a human being? I love Sean Stevenson's like simple work of when life works, when I know what I need to do to be consistent and win the day. And I also know on the flip side, what I do when I'm not consistent and when I'm having a bad day, I already know that. And Sean always has called that when your life sucks list. I think all of us as humans should build a wet life works list and try to find, you know, four or five things on that list to really work on daily. And, and definitely personal development for me is one of those things on my list. It's super important. Um, I can be having the worst day. And if I just remind myself of that little habit or that trigger that needs to take place, I can literally flip the script and go from a negative to a positive just like that. Yeah. I mean, and it's important because we all have bad days, right? 
And, and I mean, it, you know, this is a marketing podcast, and I think that's a big thing to realize too: is marketing doesn't work all the time. Business doesn't work all the time, does it? <laughs> that's why people take vacations. I really am a true believer that people take a vacation <clears throat> to be able. For me, at least, when I go on vacation, I was just in Italy. Um, people often say, you know, what does that do for you? Is it, you know, owner operator? I said it's super important for me to sneak away so I can see what else is going on because usually I'm stuck in my own lane doing my own thing with the same people I see on a regular basis. And if you want to see marketing in play, travel. See how the message of masks and the even just going to different restaurants, seeing how like, oh, if you got a mask and you're vaccinated, come on in, or this is our stance on it. Da, da, da. I'm not trying to make this a COVID message, but I'm trying to tell you Every place you go to will do it just a little differently. They'll, they'll have a QR code. They won't have a QR code. They'll have a sign. They won't have a sign. They'll have hand sanitizer. They won't have, like, we all have the same information, but they are marketing it completely different to us. That, that's what I also find fascinating about marketing is that there is no clear path. It's frequency. And I've learned that more than anything in 26 years of being an entrepreneur online you know, it's, it's frequency and consistency and it's staying true to yourself. And travel has always led me to see the world in a completely different filter so I can come back and try new things. I love taking stuff from Europe and bringing it back to America and trying things. Nice. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to get a different perspective. It's important too, because we do get like, you get into these, I mean, what, you know, these pits, right? I mean, you're just, everyone's doing the same thing as everyone else. And then all of a sudden your marketing all looks the same and seems the same and you're like wondering why it doesn't work. Right? You think Popeye's is the best damn sandwich made, right? They got some great marketing. They got some good marketing. And then you flip the script and you go over to Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A really doesn't do a lot of marketing on television, but their drive-through line's always full. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. That's, I mean, if you want to talk about marketing, Let's talk about that because I think that's so important for people to understand. You got to know your audience, one. Number two, you, you got to have some gimmick. I really, truly believe something to leave you thinking about them, right? Like I remember when Jay Leno was like the, the spokesperson for McDonald's. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot right? about that. <laughs> and I didn't remember it. Um, and you think about, you know, you and I were talking about, well, you replaced me with Morgan Freeman, um, but we were talking <laughs> about all of the things that you associate Morgan Freeman with, right? Like the voice of reason or the voice of God. Like you, you, like you associate, like everybody wants him to narrate something, right? Marketing is just putting yourself in a position, in my opinion, that makes you memorable and has people wanting more of what you do. That's what, that, that would be my definition, right? And in this day and age, you know, I just watched this little script the other day of Jay Leto doing a stunt on the front of his buddy's airplane. Like, right, like he's still memorable after all these years, long after show business, runs a TV show and something else, uh, auto collector, how do you stay memorable? In marketing, how do you how do you keep your brand staying memorable? And and you know, over at Ship Offers, it's not a sexy business putting stuff in a box and shipping it out. 
It's not. But what has stayed memorable is relationship building. And that has really been one of the keys to kind of our success over the past 20 plus years is building really authentic relationships. Authentic relationships. How would you define that word authentic? Being true to what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. And if not, clean up your mess. And that's part of integrity as well. Yep. Love that. So, you know, you made a good point. While ship offers isn't like necessarily the sexiest business in the world, you, you work <laughs> um, and you have a beautiful office, an amazing business, an amazing team, and you've, you've done a lot there. And I want to talk a little bit about what the keys to growing that business are, but you've seen a ton of offers over the years. I mean, you've, you've seen what really, really works. You see, and you've, I know you've helped people design those offers. I know you've helped people launch multi-million dollar businesses and connect them to the right resources. What do you feel are the, the keys these days to running a great e-commerce offer campaign? Well, I mean, I still believe like you got to go find a product that the market is after. I think a lot of people try to launch something because, you know, they're, their cousin Leroy got sick and, you know, this was the one berry that saved him and now they think he should go market it to the world. And the problem I'm not saying isn't that, you know, Leroy isn't special, um, but it doesn't have enough data and science and marketing and there's not enough dollars invested into that. And maybe it's a great idea, but it was like when we created a product called Liquid Explosion back in the day in 01 and stopped selling that product around 03, there were energy shots. And then in 05, here comes five hour energy. You know, I was a little ahead of the curve and kind of had an idea and a great concept, but I didn't have the marketing dollars and I didn't have the right things behind it. So I think a lot of times we can get a great idea, but it'd be premature. And, you know, I can say I've done that probably three or four times in my career as an entrepreneur, had a great idea, was just a little ahead of it. And I think you can also flip the whole script around and go look at like the iPhone. It wasn't the first telephone, right? It no. was just the first phone that incorporated a, an iPod, which they already existed. They already had, you know, this concept of a Blackberry, which you could kind of surf a little bit of the internet and then pulled it all into one thing. I think marketing is finding multiple ways of getting angles across to people. If you focus on just one avatar, I think sometimes you'll miss it. Like even Old Spice right now, if you watch the Old Spice commercials, you'll see like the lady taking the Old Spice from the guy, like taking the Old Spice and, and he's like, what are you doing? That's mine. You know, and it's kind of like funny how they're, they're slowly positioning the product to allow females, I'm not saying anybody could use it, but I'm just saying they're gearing the product and I think something's gonna be coming down the road with Old Spice and women. I just, I see it, I see that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, so I'm, that's what I do. I'm always watching at seeing the trends because I think being in observation mode is a key to success. You gotta be seeing like when people pick up a product at a store, like I lean over when I walk into Target to get something, I always go to, um, the supplement line, because that's where they make the line for the CVS checkout. And so I'm always looking at like what products are selling, what's really stuck on the shelf and hasn't moved in a while and what needs to be faced. Cause I'm always facing products cause I used to work in the grocery business. So I'm always like pulling stuff and facing it. And I'm like, Oh, there's no more of these behind this. All right. I'm interested. So I made a mental note 
when I come back in in a couple of weeks to do something else, I'll go check it out and see if there's one or two behind it. If there's not, I'm like, all right, this is definitely not a good product because it's not, it's not out. They only had like one or two left. So that's definitely not a good one. Or I may say, oh my gosh, that product is hot. They can't keep it on the shelf. That was the last one they had. And then I'll go to the mobile app and do a research and say, do they have this product and say low inventory. And then I'll start looking at it and saying, what's the color code behind the sticker? Oh, they're trying to discontinue this product. So this isn't going to work. Right. So I'm, that's how yeah. I operate. That's just my brain. I'm always I mean, that's looking, genius. Yeah. I'm always looking at like what, what's working and not working. That's amazing advice because you know, it, and look at what's really, and you're looking at the clues of what's really working because I think a lot of people look at the marketing and go, well, they're doing this marketing. So I want to copy the marketing, but you don't know for a fact if that marketing is working, right? No. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say this in a, a negative or a positive way. I'm just going to say this in a truthful way that often uh, copied, rarely duplicated. That's what ship offers has seen over 20 plus years. People have always tried to, you know, copy and, and duplicate what we're doing. And I'm like, but you can't duplicate the people. You can't duplicate the message. You know, our new slogan is a more fulfilling company. Yeah. I don't have anything about product in a box on any of our marketing campaigns. And people go like, well, aren't you a fulfillment company? I'm like, bingo. You now have said to yourself like, oh, wait, you're a fulfillment company, but you don't talk about fulfillment. I'm like, no, because I talk about the things that happen between shipments, life. That's what I care more about. And if I can do that, then that's my marketing angle and piece. I don't want to be like the other 999 fulfillment companies. I want to be the unique fulfillment company that makes you wonder and stop, go, what makes them different? And then once people start talking to us, they realize it's the systems, it's the processes, it's the team, it's how we show up, it's how we handle making mistakes. It's how we do business. When you're sleeping, we're working. When you have an issue on a Sunday, we're working beside you. And you can't duplicate that because you don't have the heart or the character or the understanding of the seasonality of the business. And that, I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying it really isn't going to be duplicated. Yeah. And so seasonality is a big thing in marketing too. Mm -hmm. You see it firsthand. Yep. Different times of year, different types of marketing campaigns work better than others. Marketers are really smart. They'll, they'll figure out a campaign, get shut down by Google or Facebook. They'll manipulate it, figure it out. A couple of weeks later, they'll put it back up. A couple of weeks go by, Facebook and Google will figure it out, slap it back down. I mean, marketers are smart. So be willing to be courageous. Be willing to be the, the, the trendsetters too, because I, I love that about marketing is that you can be the trendsetter, first to market, I like to be number two to market, meaning I like to watch other people do it and then see what they did or didn't do and then make my own adjustments. That's, yeah, I mean, think about that. Yeah, there's so many people that are number two to market, right? And, the, and one, I mean, Apple's a perfect example. Uh, and then, I mean, they originated. Netflix, yeah. right? There was Redbox for the longest period of time. Redbox was everywhere, right? And then a little company called Netflix comes out and then Blockbuster and Netflix have this like conversation and. Blockbuster turns down buying Netflix and Netflix becomes this massive company. Now Netflix and Prime and you look at Disney and you look at Paramount and all these companies are changing the game of what we were so afraid to do was which puts digital content streaming at your house instead of going to a movie theater. And now they're starting to do it and playing big games and big numbers with it. So 
another piece that I will tell you, if you're not willing to change, you will definitely see a big change happening around you and it won't include you. So be open to change because change isn't a bad thing. No, change is going to happen. And you should be looking forward. Um, so, uh, you know, what this, this season I'm concentrating on marketing stories. What is one of your favorite marketing stories, whether it's your story or a story that you know of a, a, success, a, a successful marketing story? Is there one that really comes to mind? I think that's great. I love that. I love that concept too. Does Morgan, does he narrate that part of the, the, the show? No, no, you, no, that's just, it's, it's a Tony Grebmeyer market. Yo, I would, I want Yoda to go, it's time for marketing mm, stories. Time for marketing stories with Ian. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I will tell you, like my dad was the producer of Miss California pageant, uh, for almost 30 years. I didn't know that. And what I, um, <laughs> I have some fun stories um, that I could share, but I'm going to just tell you how times were changing, 84, 85. So some of you are like weren't born. Some of you have been around for a lifetime. Um, 84, 85, remember in Santa Cruz, um, there was this protest right in front of the Civic Auditorium. That's where uh, the, the pageant was. And just people were ready for... A change. They were ready for feminism and all this other stuff. They wanted, they wanted to see something different. And the next year the pageant was gone. It was out of Santa Cruz. It moved to Southern California, I believe. And the next thing you know, um, I don't even know where it exists anymore. And, and I will use this in a, in a positive light, even though at the time I was so like, why are they protesting? I didn't know. I was just a 13 year old kid. I didn't know any, any different. And I think that people can use marketing in a very powerful way to make points every single day. And I was so proud when I look back, my dad was pretty much done anyways. He'd been doing it for 30 years. Um, that was the year 84, 85 was the Vanessa Williams year when the whole scandal came out about penthouse and her being in a magazine, da, 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 da. I got to tell you, I saw her first and she was a sweetheart, just neat to watch that whole thing. Um, but sad to see how the narrative really changes in, in society. But the one thing that I learned is that marketing is not always a negative. There's something powerful in marketing. And, and you probably have heard this, Ian, in your lifetime. There is no bad marketing or bad news. There's mm -hmm. news, good yeah. or bad. Yeah. And I loved how the fact that people were really using a platform like something going on live on television and protested in front of it and got the news that cameras were there for what was going on inside were then focused on what was going outside and slowly became the news of the night on all the local radio and television stations. Instead of focusing on what was going on inside, it became a movement on the outside. Marketing works in so many ways. So be proud to, to, to follow your heart and, and go after what it is that you want. Protest if you need to. Like, but that's a good marketing story for you is that so many times ad dollars are spent on one thing but there's so many other ways to get your point across. And I, I love that how they protested. I love the fact that they got it and they made something stick. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's super interesting. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of stories out of Miss California. <laughs> uh, and that's probably the beauty pageants of beauty pageants. Um, but and I let's uh, shift a little. You really want that marketing story. What? Yeah, you danced on Miss My buddy and I what? danced back in the day to Lionel Richie. Um, yeah, I got an old clip I will send you after this. It was like, I, I paid like 50 oh. bucks to get it. And it was like an old beta tape that the guy converted to a video. 
and it was like all blurry, but yeah, I do have it, so. I need that. I need that. Yeah, I mean, you like break How much? And, I, you know, I got that, you know. Oh my Pop God. Lock, I go. cannot wait to see this. Yeah. That, that is awesome. And and if I get that, we're going to put that in the bonus clips at the end here. I love of the it. Episode. I love it. And, you know, uh, Ian, I got to uh, tell you, man, I'm proud because you've proven the point that consistency is essential. It's an important ingredient. You've stayed consistent with your podcast. I saw recently 300. Congrats. Most people launch a podcast, don't see success. They quit and they say, well, it didn't work. I'm going to try something else. And you just have stayed you know, true to yourself. And I love that. Like belief is something that you have to have. I think every entrepreneur marketer needs to have belief that what they do matters. I do. Well, I, I just, I get to talk to awesome people like you. You're, you're one of the few people I didn't actually meet through the podcast. Uh, and we, we've talked about that story before, so you can go check that episode out. But you know, you talk about consistency. How do you stay consistent? Well, what are the key things that you need to stay consistent in to grow and probably Inc. 500 company for over the course of 20 years. I mean, the, you know, the interesting part is like, I love getting the definition. Hey Siri, what's the definition of consistency? Consistency means conformity in the application of something, typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, or fairness. Hey Siri, what's the other definition of consistency? Sorry, I can't read that on Apple Watch. <laughs> consistency and we learned it the other day because i gave a whole speech about it and there's a great three-minute clip with tom billu and simon sinek about consistency and I, I think that's really really important simon makes a really valid point he says you know so you go to the gym today and you come home and you don't see any results well you go to the gym tomorrow you know mm -hmm. your your marriage isn't perfect it isn't working great so you send her flowers and i'm paraphrasing a little bit but the, mm -hmm. the idea is the same are you going to quit Oh, your marriage didn't work because, you know, she didn't like the flowers and the card you gave her. Consistency is doing it when you even can't see it. It's kind of like, it's faith in a lot of ways for me. And, you know, it's interesting because people say, you know, there's that whole idea, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's and a false statement. Expecting a different result. Albert Einstein yeah. did not say that. You know, so many things people say Albert Einstein said and he didn't say it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, I, I'm, I'll be 49 this year. Uh, for as long as I remember, I've known how to put my socks on consistently. It's not fun. It's not a sexy job. I get up, put my socks on, put my shoes on. Still know how to tie them. Still know how to do it. I was taught something a long time ago, and I stayed true to it. Same thing with, you know, underwear. Same thing brushing your teeth. I love Jim Rohn's quote, you know, only, only floss the teeth you want to keep. Like, consistency is doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and my, my neighbor, Todd McGuire, always says, you know, everybody's a teacher, right? Teaching us something good, something bad. Everybody's a teacher. And I've learned through the years, I show up even when I don't feel like it. Consistency is doing something, even when you don't feel like doing it, but knowing that it makes a difference, not only for you, but for the others around you. It's like when you see trash, pick it up. If you don't, you're going to see a lot of trash piling up around you. So be the person who picks up stuff. Um, and carries it with you. And when you don't need it anymore, it's not serving, then let it go. But I have found around ship offers that we have to be consistent. The narrative has to be Mondays, we pick up the call, the phones, call our customers. Fridays, we do recaps. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're on the phone to emails, texting, finding out solutions, issues, problems, solving them. And we stop doing that, then everything will start to slowly fall apart. It may not happen the first couple weeks, but eventually it'll fall apart. So if you stay consistent, then you may say, wow, that was a great week. And it just kind of flowed and it didn't have a lot of ups and downs. 
I would rather have that than a bunch of highs and a bunch of lows all the time. Mm -hmm. And it eventually works out, doesn't it? I think, you know, I, as long as like you and I have known each other, I think we've been pretty consistent in, in working on our relationship. Like you call, I call. It's not like, well, I'm waiting for Ian to call me. I'm not calling Ian this week. And I think a lot of people can do that around marketing too. They're like, well, I'm going to wait for somebody else. I'm like, that's great. We'll go collect the data and go try it yourself. Try is the most important thing. Um, according to Yoda, it's do or do not. But you have to be willing to try some shit today that you weren't willing to try before. And being consistent can start right now. You can just start today and, and, and take the when life works list from Sean Stevenson and build a work list when, you know, when you need to be successful at work, what are you doing? You know, I'm staying consistent, staying hydrated. I'm calling an accountability partner. I'm working on something specifically. I'm measuring results. Do it every day. I mean, I've stayed sober for the last, you know, 12 and a half years, one day at a time. Consistency is built about doing it one day at a time. It's not built like months in advance. It's just doing it today, doing the best you can today. And I mean, it's so crucial, like little bits every day add up so much. And I see that in marketing too, where people make a big sprint and they're like, oh, it didn't work. And then they disappear. Oh my God. I have so many marketing friends. They spend 50, 60, a hundred, 200, $300,000 to launch a campaign. And I'm not exaggerating. Please do not take this as a negative. Take this as a like, oh my God, what are they doing? They launch a new funnel. They got it. They, they worked it out. The numbers, great. Split tested everything. They launch it and it doesn't convert and they cancel it and blow it up and go do it again with something brand new. They go spend another couple hundred thousand dollars. You've had a bad day of traffic. You had some bad opt-ins. You didn't, you didn't maybe, maybe needed somebody to look at the funnel instead. Like you just get so frustrated and blow it up. I mean, like build your foundation, man. It's like, if you know it works, yeah, not all your campaigns are going to be flawless and going to work perfectly, but like you spent $300,000 and you, and you canceled it after a day. We got some issues. I think maybe it's not the campaign as maybe as more as the operator. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you just never know with marketing. You never know with business because the thing that works today will not work tomorrow and thing that works tomorrow will, will not work a week from then. And, it, and you know, it, you just never know when it's going to work, right? Liquid explosion. Oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> five hour energy. Oh, five. I know just a few. I mean, it's timing. It, there's so many factors that go to, into place with it and just being consistent and showing up. I mean, I know for a long time we were talking about online video for probably it was like six years and people were like, I don't need online video. I don't need online video. Finally, you know, people need online video now and they realize it. But for a long time, they didn't realize it. And, I, you know, it's, it's tough, but you've got to just keep going. And in our marketing, long form, you know, sales letters are still the thing that works. I won't sit through one for 45 minutes and watch them, but I know they convert because I ship orders for the conversions. Yeah. And, and, and so you're not your audience, right? No, no. And you, and a lot of people think they are. And I'm like, look, man, I, um, I wake up every day living on a ranch and a year ago I didn't have a ranch. I lived in a very crowded suburban little town and I never would have thought that I would have moved out to the country. Never would have thought I would have bought a tractor. Never thought I would have got a truck again. Never thought I would buy a zero turn, a side-by-side -side, an ATV and stuff I didn't need. Right. Man, I can tell you my life is so amazing because I've learned so much about marketing, again, from a different angle. I realized that only one company that I've actually gone to in a year, I'm going to throw out a post, a little shout out to them, Buckley Fencing here in Colorado, retargets, 
mm -hmm. does an impeccable job. You should, you should actually go to Buckley Fencing, Ian, and sign up and put in your address and get some fencing for your house and let them target you for like a couple of weeks with some amazing sales letters and emails and marketing. And out of all the companies, Murdoch's, Home Depot, you, you want to talk about local companies, you know, where I bought my Kubota, you know, tractor, all that. They don't do any retargeting. I'm like, there's a whole market segment for farmers. And that's the reason is, is they don't really have a normal cell phone. I've learned they have flip phones or they don't want a cell phone. They want to be on their tractor. Like there's, there's this segmented market and I use ghost controls for a gate and they're the only other company that I've been retargeted marketing wise, but I've been to the tractor supply store, all these places, and they just don't do marketing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, yeah, people drove in a real truck that most likely has a stereo, most likely has, you know, satellite feeding it some data. It's like, seriously, but it's like what you said, six years, I was telling, you know, video sales letters, please do it. And finally they came around. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you know, if you're gonna give people one piece of advice, like what's, if you could go back in time, 20 years to Tony founding chip offers, what's the one piece of advice you'd give Tony? Never quit on a bad day. I will always give that advice. I think people, I think people start quitting and, and, and saying negative things when something doesn't convert, doesn't work. It didn't show up properly one day or, you know, somebody quit on them. Just never quit on a bad day and you won't have to worry about anything. You'll just be like, all right, I had a bad day, you know? And I think that advice is, is the longevity piece that my mother gave me, you know, my, my mom and I had a great conversation. I I'll, I'll leave it with this two days ago. My mom and I were talking about something and she says, you know, I never told you what to become. I allowed you to be who you are and follow your passion. I think as entrepreneurs and business owners in marriages or relationships, like we forget to be ourselves. We try to become somebody we're not. And I think a lot of times then we miss the mark of who we were supposed to be. And, uh, you know, I was created for contribution and connection. I just didn't know it for the first, you know, 36 years of my life. I was so busy trying to be someday I wasn't. And today I'm just happy to be the person I was created to be. That's why I'm grateful you asked me to come and share on your show and, and show up in our relationships that way is just to be somebody to offer a hand. And you always say to me, which I love, is like, dude, you know so much about this stuff. Why don't you talk about it? I'm like, because I kind of suck at it. And you're like, no, 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 you don't. You should share more about that stuff. And so, you know, a lot of what I am today is because people saw in me what I couldn't see in myself. So get around great people who encourage you, not discourage you, empower you and, you know, help you to see things that you didn't know were possible. And so you got to find good friends. And I think that'd be the second piece of advice. You got to get around good people, people who would eat the advice they gave you as well. And you know, swallow it, not just chew it, but actually eat it, live it and become it. And because I think there's practical advice around every corner and we can, we can get stuck in a ditch listening to a lot of people's advice. So find the people who have the results that you want, be willing to, you know, I just read a great thing from Emmett Smith and, and Michael Jordan today. It's, it's literally, um, I'm going to post it on my Facebook. I'm going to read it really quick because I think it's so valuable. Back in the 90s, Emmett Smith reached out to Michael Jordan to learn about business from him. Mike said, no problem, and set a meeting. After the, the meeting, Emmett Smith said, how come we don't have meetings like this more often to learn and do business together? Mike, what did you have to do to get this meeting? Emmett says, I had to call you to ask you for the information. Mike, exactly. If you had not done that, 
we would not be sitting down talking about business. You were humble enough to ask, meaning you were willing to learn. I cannot teach someone who is not willing to learn. You have to have a fertile mind before seeds can be planted or you will never learn. As the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's great. That's amazing. So think about it. Who do you need to ask today? Not be an asshole, but who do you need to ask that you could potentially learn from that maybe like, I love my buddy, uh, Charles Livingston, you know, Charles was a chiropractor and his buddy, Brad Callen said, Hey, I'd love to show you what I do and teach you. Like, I think you could replace your income from going to the office, you know, six days a week being a chiropractor. I think I could teach you. And he's like, okay. And he threw him in the customer support department. Brad did at his business. And Charlie went to work learning the ins and outs of a business and today runs a very successful coffee company, Life Boost Coffee, multiple millions a month selling drop ship coffee that he doesn't even really have in stock himself. It's going from farm to your table. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, if you're willing to learn, you can pretty much make anything happen, but you have to become a student first and go find love a it. teacher. Love it. Um, I have one last question to ask you. What's your favorite voice that you do? And will you do the out will you do the outro in that voice? Hey man, <laughs> what you doing? This is the like barking show. No, I don't know. I don't really know if I have like a perfect voice. I like experimenting and my wife makes fun of me. She's like, well, you just went from an Irish American to an Indian to a Chinese person. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm just like having fun. Right. One thing Island, uh, Island, I'm going to say, um, is you gotta be willing this to have fun and voices yep. for me are just a way to literally call up somebody and have fun for 30 seconds and then get into a serious conversation. It's an icebreaker. That's all voices are for me. Um, I can't do most of my voices anymore. They're not politically correct. Um, they're offensive, and I apologize for my past voices. Um, but I will tell you, let me tell you a marketing story because I think it's important. When I was in radio, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I was bored out of my mind. I was the overnight operator at a local country station. And there was a 7-Eleven across the way. And I wanted to go get, like, Slurpees. I wanted to go get, like like, a Slurpee or whatnot, but I could never figure out how to do it. So one morning I put on a long record, walked across the street, got a Slurpee and came back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to call that guy every morning on my show and just talk to him because I'm bored out of my mind and he's got to be bored out of his mind. Well, I called one day and he never answered. So I recorded his voice in my voice using a different dialect and I had a conversation. So I used a reel to reel machine, recorded <laughs> it, played it back and forth. And so every day I call the quickie store. And long, long, I don't even know what year. Does anybody know what year The Simpsons came out? I think it's like 86. Well, it was 86? first like a, yeah. 86? Yeah. I think Maybe that's where I got the idea, because I was in radio in the early 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to, the, like, the quickie store, I used to ask. And so, uh, like, my version would be I'd go, go back and forth. And so I won't do these voices, but I uh, definitely had a lot of fun um, having fun. And I think that's an important lesson for all of us in marketing is like, have fun trying to create something. Um, don't look at something yeah. you did today. Huh? Yeah. I, I, no, I think that's important. Have fun. I think people take it way too seriously. Well, like, I mean, imagine all the, the tight collared uh, attorneys and lawyers you're talking to. 
Like, how do you get them to loosen up on camera so that they can actually be amazing at telling a great story? You give them a drink of alcohol, they'll tell you some amazing stories. You tell them a funny joke and say, hey, you got any good lawyer jokes? And they'll tell you a couple. And then you'll break the ice from them and then you get them a moment to not be so serious, but to be funny. And you got to realize under all of us and all of us is the ability to be funny. We just may do it differently. Yep. So give me a voice. Do the outro in a voice. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, man, thanks for listening to the Garlic Marketing Show. I don't know what we talked about today, and if this information wasn't useful, please contact your local congressman or your local police officer and uh, have yourself given a 5150. But until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, put the Garlic Marketing Show on replay. And until next time, have a great day. Love it. And if anyone wants to get a hold of Tony, check him out on LinkedIn. Follow the Be Fulfilled podcast. Go to Ship Offers. How else should people get a hold of you? Should they show up at Sunshower Ranch? Smoke signals, baby. Send me a smoke signal. Smoke signals. Tony, thank you so much for being on and doing this. This has been a lot of fun. And I really appreciate it. Did you learn anything? That's the question. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Especially, I love the advice about the going in the store and paying attention. That's amazing. That's an amazing piece of advice for e-commerce. An amazing piece of research. That's a million-dollar billion dollar advice do it thank you tony thank you video you know it'll make you an authority you know it will get you more leads better leads that close faster and spend more with you and video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients the problem is where do you start storycruise.com is the place to go it's like a film crew with an s What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.